He is also going to recommend me a movie that he thinks is the greatest movie in the world. And what I find sometimes is that Drew lies. And you can't really trust when he says, oh my goodness, I loved it. Because sometimes he recommends you a movie like, I don't know, um, The Lobster. or um, Great movie, by the way. Yeah, okay. Or, you know, um, he threatened Human Centipede. He did not give it to me, luckily. Another great movie, by the way. <laughs> That's no, his fetish. No, it's, it's awful. <laughs> um, and then you sometimes get something like he recommended to me this week. Drew, tell us all about Mad Max. Well, um, so Mad Max is about this guy named Max, and he goes mad. Oh, wow. Thanks. <laughs> Crazy. Now, um, so this takes place in like a post-apocalyptic Australia. And uh, Mad Max, or I guess just Max, he is a part of this um, police force, so I would say, I guess. Yeah. Some version of the police. I know that. Mm-hmm. And um, he's like this bad cop who, like, you know, he always, he always gets the job done. And um, <clears throat> he experiences some tragedy, a personal tragedy. And this is a hot revenge thriller. It's hot because it's in Australia. Yes. And that's, that's literally the only reason because... But, but I mean, come on, young Mel Gibson. It is a young Mel Gibson. That's about... I'll give Hot. you that. Mm. Revenge. Kind of. Thriller. Thriller, I would leave out. <laughs> but yeah, so... <clears throat> without going too much into the plot detail, I guess. Yes, I mean, something really bad happens to Max. And he is just out for blood. Let's just put it this way. Max loses someone close to him, and he wants to get revenge on the people who did it to him. Yes. Um, and the people, by the way, is a murderous biker gang. Yes. And that murderous biker gang gets on his bad side, and they go after him as well after he enacts mm-hmm. some revenge. Gonna be real with you. Mad Max is mad trash. What? So... I want, to, I want to preface this by saying my dad is in love with all the Mad Max movies. I, in fact, I called him this week and I was like, you like Mad Max, right? And he's like, yeah, I've probably seen all the movies like way too many times. They all just melt together now. Uh, a man of culture. <laughs> Apparently so. <laughs> he, he loves them. But here's my, my thing. Like, It just was... It, first off, it starts so confusing. There was a good 20-minute scene to start the whole movie. Uh, like a car chase and everything. Yes. I didn't know who was the good guy, who was the bad guy, anything like that. For it to be post-apocalyptic, which it is, the environment itself is like very early post-apocalyptic. 
Yeah, it seems like it just happened like last week. Like a week ago. Well, I wouldn't say last, like a week like, ago. Maybe like 20 years ago, right? Like society has, still has like buildings and you know, it's a city and all those things. Police force. Police force, grass. Like when I hear Mad Max, I'm thinking of desert, borderlands-ish movie. Uh, this was not that. Yes, definitely. Now, if you like car chases, if you like... Um, Shooting guns, uh, things of that nature. You you just so mom. if you're an American, essentially, oh my God. <laughs> car chases and shooting guns. Hello, <laughs> America. <laughs> I did set myself up for that one. Um, the real problems with the movie come into play, not necessarily with the actors, because I thought the acting was okay even for the shoestring budget apparently they had yeah um it being made in 78 not a big deal i wish i had a great answer as to why i did not like mad max but genuinely i just did not like it um and it might be because the story itself felt weak in the first place, uh, the setting was there, but kind of ill-defined for a while. And I don't, I, don't, I wish, like I said, I wish I had a better answer for why I didn't like it. It's one of those, I'm, if you're like my dad, you'd probably love the movie. Um, it's got interesting characters. I actually uh, liked the main villain's design. I thought he looked cool. Mm -hmm. um, Toe cutter. Yeah, for uh, for being a biker gang leader, you could kind of tell he had that. Um, I I'm in a biker gang look, but I'm in a post-apocalyptic biker gang look. Mm -hmm. Like I thought they nailed that on him, <clears throat> but just the movie in general just felt lacking. Uh, now, Drew, I'm just gonna be straight with you. Did you recommend this movie because you actually thought it was good? <laughs> um, um, so okay so I didn't hate the movie okay, I didn't hate the movie <laughs> there's your answer ladies and gentlemen yes he did I think, <laughs> he's trolling me with his movie pick so yeah so so this was a troll pick we we stated early on maybe our very first episode that we could do troll picks we um, did we did I th but I didn't hate the movie but I knew that you wouldn't like it I was like, let me troll Brad. <laughs> so it's not like it's not like I personally hate the movie. Now, granted, now I will say this: everything you said about the movie is completely accurate. The first twenty minutes, I was like, "What's going on? Like, what's happening? Who's the good guys? Who's the bad guys? Like, you." Um, it, the first twenty minutes is weird, and then after after about twenty twenty five minutes, in, you're like, "Okay, I see what's happening. Like, I get it." The, now, now I fully understand, um, but but yeah, I this was a troll pick for sure. Dude, they met characters like important characters that actually played big roles in the movie, late into the movie. Yes, and I and it might have been like I was tuned out at that point, but I still don't know who they were. Yes, like the old couple. Mm -hmm. Like I don't know who they were. Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
I don't know. I don't, I don't you know. And someone, I don't know. someone listening, one of our avid viewers, might actually have seen Mad Max. If you know, please just send us a message. We would love an explanation because, quite frankly, it just did not feel like everything was put together as well as I would have hoped for a um, movie like this. Yes. I will say this. The sequels, especially Fury Road, is a whole lot better. And and that's what I've heard. And I think that's why, because I've seen portions of Mad Max movies before. Like I said, my dad watches them. I've seen Mm -hmm. some movies, parts with it. And it just felt like so disconnected from those. In fact, when I called him this week, I was like, how the heck do they get from this like kind of Australian British like utopia post apocalyptic thing to desert? And even he was like, I don't know. <laughs> like it just happens. That's just where it goes to. Like I don't think my dad really cares about the story as now, much. Granted, I think there's probably <clears throat> a lot of like the inward mainland of Australia is probably more desert like. You don't see a lot of desert in the original Mad Max movie, but I'm assuming the movie, as the movies, meaning the sequels, just progress, they just go further in the continent, I guess. But I don't know. But um, but I will say this. Uh, the first movie, Mad Max, it's weird. It's not the best movie. I'll, I'll give it that. But... The sequels, specifically the last one, Fury Road, get so much better. So I would like definitely recommend you watching the sequels. And I think knowing that the sequels, one, that it actually got a sequel, and two, Mm -hmm. that the sequels have been well received, I just expected a bit more from this one. Yeah. Uh, I do know that they only had like a $350,000 budget in the first place, which is just so, like, even in 78 was like nothing. It's not a lot. It was, it was basically like an indie movie. Yeah, I'd heard, you may have been the one who told me, that like the biker game was an actual biker game. Yes, a lot of the extras were just legit, just people in the town and the biker gang, yeah. They actually, I saw where the biker gang actually had to like ride into the set each day with like their prop weapons in tow. Uh, and yeah. they had letters for each of the biker gang members because they expected them. They're going to be pulled over by the police when p- police see this. Yeah. So they had to like give them a letter and be like, please understand, we're doing the movie. Da, 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 da. Uh, but overall, I would probably rank Mad Max a good... Oh, man. Hmm. Oh, I, I want to give it a four. because Only a four because I'm not going to plan on ever watching it again. I don't want to give it lower than a four because I feel like there is definitely an audience who will enjoy it. That audience just was not me. We need we need to have like a, a on-hand fact checker. I want to, I, I want to see... I, I want to look back and see what you gave the lobster. <laughs> what number you gave the lobster. But uh, no, but um, I'm right there with you. I I told myself when I was watching it, I was like, what would I rank this out of? I had to rank it out of 10. And I decided on 5. Because to me, it was kind of just middle down the road. It wasn't great. 
So it, it mm-hmm. wasn't going to get anything higher than a five. But there were some redeemable parts in it. Sure. It's, it's a young, very young Mel Gibson. He's very charismatic on the screen. Like mm-hmm. you can tell. Like, and I think that was actually like one of his first roles. Like that might have been his debut. It had to be like early first, on. You know. <clears throat> so you could tell, like, hey, this guy's going somewhere. Like he's gonna be a star. So, um, so I just gave it a five. It it wasn't too like offensive enough or or just so outright bad, but it just wasn't great either. Mm-hmm. It was average. Yeah. Um, I want to say I give the lobster a six. That's fair. Only because I understood where that what they were trying to do. It just I didn't like it. I think they successfully did what they wanted to do with the lobster. Yeah. It just wasn't for me. Uh, here, I see what they're trying to do. I still wasn't a big fan. And it's not that it's just not for me. I know some people enjoy it. Like my dad would probably rate this an 8. But, just, no. Yeah. No. With that said, though, IMD fan score is going to give it a 6.9 out of 10. Okay. A 7, basically, which I'm... Nice. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Oh, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> the nice. Um, a seven fan score, way bigger than both of us. Yeah. If we go by my ranking system but this, of... But this franchise also has a fan base. Yes, too. very, very true. And that fan base is going to make sure that they rank their movies highly. Metacritic score, though, a 73. Ooh, Okay. So, obviously, it's got fans, even yeah. with the critics. Yeah. Just not my cup of tea. And I'll be honest with you, didn't appreciate your trolling. Well, I guess it wouldn't have been much of a troll if you appreciated it. So. Well, if I was my dad, then yeah, I would have appreciated it. And maybe if I had like, gone home this weekend and watched it with my dad, it might have been different. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes it's who you watch it with. Absolutely. Like, looking at you, Sinister, too. <laughs> you're right, you're right. Dude, The Grudge is still one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. Yeah. Because the theater I was in, we died out laughing at every time we saw the creature. And I know it wasn't made to be funny, but we enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, but moving on. Uh, so, if you want to see Mad Max, you can find that on Netflix. Uh, I would not recommend it. I don't know if Drew would really recommend it either. Maybe. I would. Please. But I would, I would say this. Watch it and then watch the sequels. That's what I would say. I would recommend Mad Max, the original one, to tell you to turn around and watch the series get better. I was about to say, just so you can see the improvement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. On the flip side, I actually gave Drew a good movie this week. One that was actually a phenomenal movie. Um, And not just of the time. It was from 1957. It's called 12 Angry Men. Now, this movie wasn't just successful in 1957. Even today, it is highly regarded as genuinely one of the best movies of all time. Um... I love this movie. I was able to watch it in high school in a class where we did some watch some old films and immediately loved it. Literally, there's basically 12 actors in the whole movie. Just the jurors. Um, And basically what it is, is case happens. 
and we're coming in at the end of the case where the prosecution has rested, all arguments have been made, and the 12 jurors are going into the jury room to discuss the case. And it seems like it's going to be open and closed. 11 of them are like, dude is guilty. He died. It's over. Uh, because the dude's accused of murdering his father. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, this one guy's just like, I don't think he did it. And so they start going through the evidence, dealing with it, and you get to watch as juror after juror starts to question, am I sure about this? Because it's not about it's not about being like, I'm 100% positive he didn't do it. It's about the beyond a reasonable doubt. Yes. And if they have a reasonable mm-hmm. doubt, then are you going to kill a man when you have a reasonable doubt about it? Um, phenomenal movie. Henry Fonda does a great great job as the lead character um drew tell me did you really enjoy this movie i hope so um yes i did see i'm nice to drew all the time give him great movies and then he gives me stuff like lobsters and mad max and i swear there was another one that you gave me the butterfly effect uh yeah because ashton kutcher the butterfly effect. Ashton Kutcher is amazing. Uh, and he's yeah. doing great things for ending slavery in the world. Okay. <laughs> Where'd that come from? It's true. It's oh, true. Great. Great for him. Yep. Good job. That's why you should watch all his movies. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the new Was show. he sending you a check or something in the mail? Uh, my address is yeah. <laughs> social number. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Say, say your address. <laughs> <laughs> There are five listeners. So <laughs> <laughs> I'll follow, which probably know where I live anyway. Exactly. <laughs> we so, appreciate y'all. We love y'all, really. Yes. So, um, so yeah. So, I like the movie. It was good. Um, I had seen this movie before, like Brett, a long time ago. Probably 12 to 13 years ago. Probably in high school. Um, I want to say like ninth or 10th grade English class. I'm going to say. So... But it was nice to see it again. Kind of through the time, you kind of forget like small details about movies, you know. So it was good to watch it again. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It's a classic for a reason. I mean, it's just absolutely like it's. I can't even just pick a flaw from it, like at all. Like it's 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 one of those few movies that are truly perfect. Uh huh. I would completely (laughs) agree with you, actually. Um, I love movies that use a very minimalist setting. So, like, the movie takes place, besides the the very first initial scene and the ending scene, and then one scene that involves a bathroom, uh, the movie takes place in one room. Mm-hmm. Like, that's it. So, I love that. I love movies that do that. Movies like Reservoir Dogs or, you know, The Hateful Eight, which I guess... Now, come to think of it, Tarantino is really good at that, I guess. But um, but I, I just I love like the the singular setting, just all the action happens in there. Uh, the camera work is great. I was kind of reading um about the film how at the start of the movie the camera work is shot at like high angles to kind of like show all the all the jurors and just the perspective of the room itself. 
And as the movie progresses, the camera angle lowers and lowers till you get to eye level. And then at the end, where they're really getting heated and debated, it actually goes below, and you're kind of looking up at the jurors. And I just think that's really cool. You know, how how he worked that camera. Yeah, well, small little camera things like that mean a lot. Yeah, uh, it's the things that you're probably not going to like consciously notice, but it mm-hmm. creates just a different setting entirely. Um, and I know we mentioned Henry Fonda and a lot of these, it's a 1957 movie, like I said, a lot of these uh, people um, are actors, are like people that, a lot of people they never have heard of. But the reality is, these are some like world class actors of the day. Yeah, they were like, they were like the best actors at the time. Yeah, like these are no one. It was like an all-star cast. All-star cast. Martin ba- Balsam. John Fielder, or mm-hmm. Fidler, sorry, Lee Cobb, E.G. Marshall, Jack Klugman, Edward Benz, Jack Warden, Henry Fonda, Joseph Sweeney, Ed Begley, George Voskovich, uh, Robert Weber. I like how I got Voskovich the first time and yeah. didn't get Fiedler. Nice. I'm sorry, I wanted to say Fielder, but it's not Fielder. Um, All-star cast, that's the only way you can put it. Um, highly, highly, highly recommend this movie. I give it... A 9 out of 10. Um, I'm sure there are a few things I'd probably be like, mm, about. But for the most part, you're not going to find many, if any, flaws with this movie. Yeah, I mean, this this movie is just about as close to perfect as you can get. Like, the pacing is good. Like, it's not. it doesn't seem to move slowly. They start almost immediately with the boat. You find out there's one dissenting juror, and then it just goes from there. So like there, it's not like a slow build. Like it's just, it's a great movie. I would, I would give it like a, I don't, know, I don't know if I've ever ranked just a movie a straight up like ten. But I mean, yeah, like nine point five, something like that. Like really high. Like this movie mm-hmm. was really good. Yeah, I almost gave it a nine point five. Uh, the only reason I didn't was because it's been a while since I've seen it. Yeah. Um, so I would trust Drew's more than mine, which I mean, both of them are super high up there. Yeah. Um, I know people who've listened a long time probably know I don't do that much. I don't give huge rankings a lot. Anything above eight for me is like, holy crap. Metacritic score. What do you think it is? I'm going to say 94. Very close. They give you a 96. Okay. Which is... Really, really good. Yeah. Didn't we go and look at all the hundreds they gave, and it was only like ten or something movies? Yeah, something like that. It so, wasn't a lot. It was not a lot. We need to like have a mm-hmm. month where we just go through those. Yes. Um. And the IMDb fan score: six hundred seventy-eight thousand people. A nine out of ten. Like solid. Think of think of how many people have to rank that a ten to make that nine out of ten. For 678,000 people. Yes. That's so, a lot. Watch this darn movie if you have not seen it. It's on YouTube for free. You have to deal with some ads. I'm sorry. But that's just the nature of the beast right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you will not regret watching this movie. You will heavily enjoy it. So good. And on that note, it is time to talk about... 
I was going to go into recommendations, but I forgot we need to talk about one more thing first. <laughs> and that would be our Amazon giveaway. I know that y'all have been um, so excited about it. So this is what we're <laughs> laughing right now. I've been just getting so many rave reviews and questions. Yeah. <laughs> Our inbox is full. <laughs> <laughs> so I wanted to do something really fun with this. I know a lot of people just be like, share a post and stuff, but I wanted to add an element to that. <laughs> oh, I mean, I was wanting to ask you this. This might seem like a little insider baseball talk, but has our podcast made a dollar yet? Yes. It has? Yes. I was about to say, we need to like celebrate making a dollar. We need to do something. I'm, I'm going to celebrate when our... like the $5 mark or something. When we get to a certain dollar mark, we need to celebrate. So this is the celebration, right? Um, that ad that runs right at the beginning that talks about Anchor. Uh, that's really annoying. I'm sorry. I don't want to re-record it. I actually it. really like the ad read. I know. I do a great job. Thanks. The background music sounds good. Yep. Also. There's, no da- there's no background music on the ad read. Well, at the start. You know, uh, I like the intro. Yeah, the yeah. intro. Like um, you read it and then like it kicks off. Right? So um, that one will end when we reach a thousand listens, and that will give us fifteen dollars. So we're a little over a hundred listens right now. So share it with your friends and let them know. With that in mind, uh, this is how we're gonna do it this time uh, for Amazon, not the, for the Amazon gift card, twenty dollars. Um, our deadline, our our deadline to enter this giveaway is going to be December. Uh, let's go with December thirteenth. Okay. Why not December thirteenth? That's going to be the deadline for this giveaway. To enter this giveaway, uh, there's two ways you can enter it. Um, actually, there's one way you can enter it. I changed my mind right now. Um, what I'm going to need you to do, if you want to win a $20 Amazon card from us here at Recommended, uh, we are going to create a post on our Facebook page. I need you to like that post and share it to your friends. Uh, and then comment answering the question that I ask in the post. Um, it'll be something stupid or easy like, what will you do with the $20? Stuff like that. Um, when you do that, like I said, I know a lot of people would just like straight up give away the $20 at that point and be like, oh, we picked a random person. I don't want to do that. I want to reward all of you listeners who have been so faithful to watching us. So I'm going to make a little 10-question quiz through Google Docs, and it'll be like, if you've listened to the podcast, these won't be hard questions. Uh, so if you've missed an episode, go back and listen. I'm probably going to try and grab one from each episode. So, however many episodes it is by December 13th, I guess, that's how many questions there will be. And you answer them, and whoever gets the most questions right is going to get the $20 Amazon gift card. And if there's a tie, then I'll um, get a tiebreaker question that's super hard and give a really tight deadline so you can't just go search the podcast for it. And if it gets to past that, then I will give flip a coin, whatever. But that's how we're going to do it. Uh, Be looking for that this weekend on our Facebook page. If you haven't liked us on Facebook yet, be sure to do that. Uh, With all that said, Drew, we have got two new movies to recommend. 
Drew, what do you have for me this week? I'm excited. Maybe it'll be better than Mad Max. Yeah, you're going to like this one a lot. You uh, said that about other movies, too. Now, this is a really good one. Um, so this came from 2014. So, fairly recent, within the past couple of years. Um, stars an incredibly talented and handsome Jake Gyllenhaal. Mm. That was robbed at the Oscars that year. <laughs> He has a little bitterness his, still. For his role in Nightcrawler. And no, that's not the X-Men. Yeah, I know. Okay. So, I haven't seen it, but I, I remember it. Great film. I was actually really disappointed it wasn't the X-Men. <laughs> Nightcrawler was my favorite in the X-Men cartoon. Jake Gyllenhaal teleports into your heart. Always. <laughs> so, Always. But yeah, so Nightcrawler. And it is on Netflix. Alright, Nightcrawler on Netflix. <laughs> you Gonna want to check that out with me, but Drew, I'm gonna send you back to YouTube this week because this is the only place I could find with this movie, okay. a great classic movie from 1985. Uh, I'm gonna warn you right now, the quality of the video can be sketch at times, hmm. just because uh, it's just how it is. But the movie itself, you are going to fall in love with. All right. And that movie is called Blood Debts. Okay. Uh, you like my gangster movies and stuff like mm -hmm. that? Uh, I decided to give you one this month. Who's who's in it? If you don't remember, do you know off the top of your head? Like mm -hmm. lead actor? I've I've forgotten. It's okay. just it's over my head right now. Gotcha. All right. I'm thinking more about Nightcrawler. Okay. Sounds good. So if you uh, have a um, busy weekend coming up, maybe you can find time to check out Mad Max or 12 Angry Men. You can find Mad Max on Netflix. You can find 12 Angry Men on YouTube. Uh, but maybe you've seen those movies. Maybe you like to watch along with us. And maybe you want to watch Nightcrawler or Blood Debts with us. Uh, you can find Nightcrawler on Netflix as well. And you find Blood Debts on YouTube. I searched Blood Debts 1985. Um, it may go go by another name called Eliminator. Um, it, the title of the video is Blood Debts 1985, a.k.a. Eliminator. Okay. Or The Eliminator. Alright. You are going to follow. I cannot wait for you to watch this movie. Because okay. I, I genuinely want to know how you feel about it. Sounds good. But with all that said... We have Thanksgiving coming up next week. Do you know what that means, Drew? Uh, turkey. Gobble, gobble. It also means that next week will be the first week that we recommend Christmas movies. Because the next Thursday will be December 1st, I believe. No, it won't, it won't be December 1st, will it? It'll be December 3rd. Um, so, our Christmas movie marathon... Uh, we'll be starting off very, very soon. We hope you'll come along for a sleigh ride with us as we meet Santa and Die Hard or whatever we choose. I don't know what's on Drew's list, honestly. Uh, I did see a really funny meme this week, though. <laughs> it was like, don't tell me happy Honda days when you know I'm a Toyota-thon family. <laughs> I died. It was too good. That's funny. But um, that's all we have this week. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, thank you so much for listening. 
Have a great week.